Welcome to episode five of Behind the Smiles, and thank you for joining us. In this week's episode, we are listening to a conversation that actually took place inside the post-anesthesia care unit during our most recent medical mission in Madaba, Jordan. Field medical director and pediatrician Dr. Riddell of Sweden and pediatrician Dr. Shadi Al-Smadi of Jordan discuss the unique challenges children born with cleft conditions face when accessing care in the region. The pair are longtime volunteers with our organization and with others, including Doctors Without Borders and Save the Children. Listen to their discussion to learn why ongoing care we provide in this region is so important. Hi, my name is Peter Riddell. I'm the anesthesia team leader on this mission in Madaba, Jordan. Hi, I'm Shadi Al-Smadi. I'm a pediatrician and a pediatric intensivist on this mission. First, Dr. Shadi, tell me, tell me a little bit about your work in Jordan. Um, uh, in Jordan, uh, we are doing uh, missions uh, since uh, 1990, and uh, we have a lot of kids coming in. Um, we have office, we have a speech uh, clinic, and uh, we have AHA center. We do training, PLS, PALS, PCLS. Mm-hmm for uh, our volunteers and also for the personnel who works in hospital where we run our missions. Okay. And you have a regular job also? Yeah, I'm a um, uh, pediatric hospitalist working in King Hussein Cancer Center. Cancer Center, yeah. okay. And uh, what is your, uh, your role with Operation Smile? Yeah, so, so I'm uh, um, most importantly a, a volunteer and I do anesthesia mainly. Sometimes I do a pediatrician role also. Um, <clears throat> and then I'm the uh, head of the medical council for Operation Smile Sweden. So that takes a little time. And, and then um, the last few years I've even been what's called the regional medical officer for the MENA region, which encompasses Morocco, Egypt, Jordan, and the UAE, and uh, my, my role there is to kind of um, be a medical consultant to help the foundations and to promote uh, safe surgery and to help plan to some extent the missions and follow up and, and try to um, make sure that things go as safely and as smoothly medically as possible. Um, Dr. Shani, tell me, why do you think uh, Operation Smile is needed in Jordan? Oh, well, Dr. Peter, as you know, Jordan is one of the countries in the Middle East that is safe. And we are in the middle of a place where there is conflicts, there is war. So a lot of refugees coming to Jordan, like from Iraq, Syria, Yemen, Libya, even people coming. Mm. And, uh, health system in Jordan, it's uh, governmental, so mainly governmental, so there is a lot of load uh, to, the, to the Ministry of Health. And uh, Operation Smile help the locals and help the refugees uh, with these surgeries. As you know, these are plastic surgeries, so a little bit expensive and need materials and need time and uh, need proper uh, medical follow-up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And uh, what are some of the biggest challenges our patients face in the, this region? Challenges related to accessing care. Yeah. yeah. So my experience, and I'm sure you know better, but my experience in Morocco and Egypt as well has been that um, even if they're not extremely poor countries, like some of the countries in southern Africa or something where there's really no um, structure for healthcare, even in countries like Morocco and Egypt, um, one, uh, there is not a, a lot of access to good plastic surgeons. So it's difficult for people to get to places where they can get this kind of surgery. And even, um, I know I've talked to families in Morocco where um, they're middle class families really. They have jobs, they have homes, they take great care of their children, but it's very expensive for them to get this kind of surgery, so it's, it's difficult. Um, and there's a great need um, even, and I, I know maybe in, in Egypt, which is a very large country with a very large population, there's a great backlog of patients that need this kind of surgery. What, what do you think, um, if Operation Smile wasn't here, how would people find their way to getting their children cared for with these kind of problems? Uh, you know, Jordan, as you know, we don't have a lot of resources. Uh, we don't have petrol, we don't have gas. Uh, mainly, we do services. But in Jordan, we have Ministry of Health, we have uh, Royal Services. They can provide uh, surgeries, but the load is mm. high, and as other Middle Eastern countries, the access to plastic surgeons, to good plastic surgeons who are experienced in these cases, is uh, is not that uh, good, mm. and uh, it's difficult for parents to take the comprehensive care that we provide. Tell me a little bit, you know, there's a huge population of refugees in this country that you're taking care of and providing safe haven. How, how does health care work for them? These, these are challenges for our country, mm -hmm. uh, for our infrastructure, even for our schools. We are doing two shift schools. Because uh, a lot of kids coming and people here. Uh, as you know, those kids are special because they have defects in the face. Uh, they need uh, speech therapists. They have this hole in their uh, throat and they cannot speak, speak properly. So they, they need uh, care from speech therapists, from dental care. They need plastic surgeons. They need pediatricians and all of like other. Uh, Organization, what they are provide provide just the surgery. We provide uh, comprehensive medical care, and most importantly, we provide uh, follow up. And uh, even when they are grown, grown up, we do for them orthodontic surgery. So it's not just one surgery and goodbye. It, we do follow up our patients, and mm -hmm. they uh, we we follow up them until they. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, really, when I think someone said the other day that uh, if you took the number of Jordan people coming into Jordan and compared it to the United States, it'd be like the whole population of Canada coming to the United States as refugees. So it's 
amazing, amazing generosity and openness that you have. Jordan is uh, like uh, ancient, in the ancient uh, time it was the place where all civilization meet, right. eastern, western, mm. and uh, people are, it's in their genes mm. that hospitality, mm. you are welcome, everybody is welcome, this is part of our culture, mm. this is part of mm. our like, religion, our tolerance here in Jordan. Different people live with different ideas, yeah. from different origins, and all live in peace. It's a privilege for us yeah. to be able to be here and work with you. Really. Thank you. You were in um, on another point that I wanted to just ask you about because you're a very, I know you're a very experienced physician. You've worked in several other countries as well as Jordan. How do you find Operation Smile to be different? Or what's, is there something special about working for Operation Smile? Yeah. Most importantly, they don't pay their volunteers, medical volunteers. It's not about money, Operation Smile. Mm -hmm. They uh, work with medical volunteers who are ready to give their time, to give their effort for free, for kids at the same time with a high quality. So they are looking for the best plastic surgeon, best maxillofacial surgeon, best pediatricians, best anesthesiologists, the most experienced speech therapists. They are looking for the best people to deal with these kids. So they are treating kids as they are special. And you won't find this in other organizations. And they do this comprehensive care. Like it doesn't matter. Like we need a plastic surgery, we need a pediatrician. They will look through all over the world who's uh, free for that date. They do a, a real good job with them. So if a plastic surgeon is missing from Jordan, they will go to Brazil. They will get one. If in Brazil, there's no one in the United States. So they are doing this all. Uh, coordination to provide the best surgeons. And for equipment, they go for other companies to get funds, to uh, get uh, like uh, from other uh, companies, like if they do fund mm. to provide these surgeries for free right. for, for, right. for these kids. And yeah. Not only for the kids, also for the family because we are drawing smiles in the face of the kid and for their uh, family. Right. Yeah. I agree with you completely. I, sometimes I think it's unfortunate that a lot of people think of Operation Smile as a, a group of people coming into a place, doing surgery for a lot of beautiful children and then and leaving. And that's really not what the organization is about anymore. It's, it's really about about teaching, about training, doing, like you said, health courses, CPR training for people, teaching surgery, teaching anesthesia, working with, with local volunteers. And really there are many examples today of places where there are centers running, you know, every day of the year, um, places where there really isn't a need for for our international missions, that local foundations are really covering the need of Finns in their countries. But what is the biggest lesson you have learned from working with us? Yeah. 
That's a great question. It's just been such uh, a great thing for me, you know, fairly far into my career to, to have all these new experiences and to get to learn so many new things. Um, of course, the greatest joy is from taking care of the children, but, but um, you just meet so many uh, inspirational people on, these, on the teams and, and people working dedicated to taking care of children. And of course I've learned I'm a pediatrician and I'm an anesthesiologist, but I haven't always known a lot about cleft care. And uh, so I've learned a great deal about what um, comprehensive care is for cleft patients. From surgery um, uh, in infancy, three to six months, all the way up to orthognatic commissions that are being done today in several places including our region in Morocco and Casablanca for young adults. So it's a, it's a whole spectrum of care. And I think that's really, for me, what sets Operation Smile apart is we're doing, we're doing comprehensive care from birth, really, all the way up to adulthood, um, in, you know, in terms of both speech and it's not, it's not just the cosmetics or the appearance, which is, of, of course, extremely important in itself, but even speech, speech, speech therapy, and speech uh, enhancing surgery later in, in life. So it's very complicated, and it's been a wonderful learning experience for me. It's been great. Yeah. All right, should we get back to work? Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Behind the Smiles. The work we do around the world would not be possible without the skills and expertise that volunteers like Dr. Peter Riddell and Dr. Shadi Al-Smadi share. If you're interested in donating or getting involved, click the link in the episode description. Let us know you're listening by screenshotting and using hashtag behind the smiles. You may get a shout out on our social media channels in the next episode. You can find more great stories about our work on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Operation Smile. And finally, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We put out new episodes every other Wednesday.